0: marry this guy because he didn't like ghostbusters because he didn't want to see a movie that's ridiculous you're going after a guy's wife because he doesn't want to see a movie the hell is wrong with you people and why is ghostbusters this hill to die on on either side
1: Welcome to Idiot Plot, a comedic podcast critiquing, discussing, and analyzing the media industry through reviews, debates, and historical deep dives.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Idiot Plot. I'm David Yaros, Jamie here. As always, are my co-host Alex Oberal. I'm ready this time. And Justin Knightzel. Ahoy. On today's episode, we're gonna talk about Kind of a very broad subject. We're not going to, we don't want to have a big scripted show today. We're going to talk about a broad subject of movie critiques, movie critics, and movie reviews. It's something that whenever we have a conversation, we usually end up talking about. So we're going to talk, 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 talk about kind of modern film critiquing, what's right with it, what's wrong with it, where we think it's going. And we have tons of thoughts on this. So we're going to get started right away. I, I'm going to, kick us off, which was probably the biggest movie review source currently out there, which is rotten tomatoes. Now I think rotten tomatoes is a really good resource, but I have a really big problem with people treating it. Like it is the end all be all um, service for reviews. Like if a movie has a fresh score on rotten tomatoes, that means it's Awesome. That means it's the greatest movie ever made. And people don't actually know how Rotten Tomatoes works, it seems. They don't understand that it's an aggregated score. They take all the reviews, they say which ones are positive, which ones aren't, and they give a the score based on that. There's no nuance to it. Just because a movie has a 90% score on Rotten Tomatoes doesn't mean it's a 9 out of 10 movie. But people seem to act like that's what it means. And it makes sometimes talking about movies very difficult.
1: Especially, I mean, I, one thing I hate about Rotten Tomatoes are the companies who complain about it, but yet they plaster the Rotten Tomato score on every TV promo saying certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes if it's good, but if it's bad, oh, Rotten Tomatoes is ruining mo- going to the movies.
2: Even like DVD's, yeah, it's, it's ruining it. Like, oh, people have sources to find out if something might be worth their time. Now it's ruining it, right? Like, well, and people, some people act like Rotten Tomatoes, like, is an actual reviewer. You know what I mean? Like, they'll, they'll act like Rotten Tomatoes gave it this. They didn't give it that. <laughs> the the aggregate of, of critics, which, I mean, the, the way the aggregation works has its own problems that we'll get to. But, like, it's an aggregation. It's not like an actual review.
0: When you see a score that says 95% of critics liked it, that, that means 95% of critics give, give it a score of 6 or higher. A movie could theoretically have 100% score on Rotten Tomatoes' score, and I think about 6 out of the Tens, which <laughs> most people would classify as just being an okay movie, right? And the system can be gamed because of that. And I do think, though, I think people have, have have a point. I don't necessarily think it's ruining movies, but I think it's oversimplifying movie reviews and movie criticisms. Because, because I like, I always had an issue with reviews where, like, there's like the score, right? People people always focus too much on the number. I always. When I see a review for a movie or video game or a book I want to read, I look at what the content of the review actually says. I really oftentimes times don't pay that much attention to the score itself, and it's more why did they give it that, that score? Rotten Tomatoes puts all the puts all of it on the numbers specifically. It makes it all all numbers game.
1: Mhm. Well, typically what I usually what I used to do typically would be I check out the rod tomato score, unless it was a movie that I did not care to know what the critics thought. And then I, I have certain reviewers that I go to look at and see how ones who match more of what, how I feel about certain movies and then see what they thought. And then I base my, whether I go see it or not based on that.
0: And and that's how you should do it is you should find people that but like I like I like, like you guys right. I know right now at, for a movie that me and Justin are going to probably like the movie the same amount or close to it, and Alex will like it ten percent less <laughs> than than the the, the, the we do nor, nor, normally. But you kind of know how to gauge you know what what you think based off of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's all part of media literacy too, right? It, it's being able to actually understand why you like a movie. Because not—I mean, not nothing gets me more riled up. Now, I know not everyone cares about much about movies as I do. I get it, but it's the people that act like they're giant movie buffs. You know, you know, you know, you know—they're—they're—they're they're, they're in love with movies. And you ask them, "Hey, why'd you like this movie?" And the response is, "Because it's good." <laughs>
2: Um, I liked it because it's good, it's good because I liked it.
0: Yeah, like okay, but why is it good? I liked it. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> Well see this is like I have this problem with like some friends who aren't the biggest movie goers or like my parents are like, Oh, is the movie good? I'm like, Yeah, I really enjoyed this, this, this But my but my parents they come like completely different things than what i do so what i find enjoyable or what i hate they'll love for some reason
0: mm-hmm. which is fine everyone's entitled to to, to their opinion exactly
2: but, but it's definitely same- it remove some nuance from it it's like it, plopping it down to a raw is it good or is it not like yeah you know, there's a lot more to it
0: and run tomatoes I, I think is part of that issue of, of, it, yeah. it, of Well, just, like, is it good? Or not. And, and really, my only issue with people are the people that, that consider themselves t- t- to be film people, but can't articulate why well, I like, like a movie.
2: Yeah. Well, I, one example to talk about, like, Rotten Tomatoes versus the different sites, right? Like Metacritic, which has less critics and goes by average score. Yeah. So, two which movies that game got two. Pretty- Right. And we'll get into all, all of the, the critic scores cause they don't always have just, you know, is it good or not interest in mind either. Um, <laughs> uh, they don't always aren't always judging it by its own merits, but two examples, nobody, which just came out the action film with Bob and Kirk and a couple of years ago, blade runner 2049. So nobody has 82% and blade runner 2049 has 88%. So they're right next to each other in terms of percentage, both certified fresh, both have an absurd number of reviews, like over 200, Metacritic, the average score, nobody, 63 out of 100, so 6.3. Blade Runner 2049, 8.1. 81 out of 100. Okay. So by theirs, that's universal acclaim. That's like, if you look up like you know a lot of classic films or like big time films, they'll have any anything over an average of eight is like amazing. And nobody like six point three average. That's good, but that's like just above the cutoff for you know what I mean, like being yeah. generally favorable. That's um, I but enjoyed it enough right to right give it to a good
1: spoiler. score.
2: Yeah. Right, but those two, in terms of percentage, are right next to each other. But one is like universally acclaimed, and one is like it's solid, it's decent.
0: Mm-hmm. And 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 that's a really good point, right? Is that rotten tomatoes, like you said, takes the nuance out of it. You, you it makes it seem like nobody is as good as Blade Runner twenty forty nine. And then you have to see. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes has, where you can see the average score is just buried on on the movie right.
1: site. No one ever. Everyone just looks at the big score. They don't care about what the average was of the uh, fresh reviews were given to it. Actually, can you even see the average now? Yeah, I believe you still can. uh because
2: I, I I'm on there right now and I actually don't see it anymore. You gotta you gotta click yeah. on the. Oh yep, okay, I gotcha. Number. Yeah, so it, it says the average and the number. Of, yeah, so you have to click on the number now. And you also oh, have to guys. click on the number to even see the top critics thing. So see, they're trying to hide that, which gets to my point. Well, one of my points about Rotten Tomatoes, um, you know, that now that they're hiding the top critics thing, is holy shit, the number of reviews is absurd, <laughs> <It's laughs> outrageous. Like, think about how many no, how many respected critics do you think are out there, right? Like, let's say, yeah. Okay you know a lot of old ones might have 50 reviews whatever let's see I just pulled up uh, recent one well I just pulled up Blade Runner right 440 (laughs) 440 Spider-Man Homecoming 391 Let's see what uh, what Kong is at. Probably it's at 341.
0: I'm on Kong right now. It's at
2: 341. Three hundred and forty-one. Do you really think there are three hundred and forty-one legitimate critics? I mean that. Well,
0: like that. But that. But that always kind of brings is like because they pull everyone right. Like that. Like that was one of my favorite parts of when you see a DVD for for a bad movie. Yeah, on the back of the, it's like <laughs> a great time for the whole family. It's like some like TV station from like Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, it's who they're <laughs> quoting from. It's kind of like now like the large version of that, where they're just pulling literally anyone that's a journalist that talks about movies that scores. But, like now.
2: at this point, it's any anyone with a website, which is or a YouTube channel. Anybody. Yeah, YouTube channels, websites are all getting counted. So you can pour this in, and who that helps. Are the movies. Think about that think about that right think about the MCU think about big dumb blockbusters right <laughs> if you get like a bunch of random people on websites who had fun they can give it a positive review you can count that and you can drown out the people who are like who have seen a lot more and are like yeah this is kind of shit. So, like, I mean, Thor Dark World is, you know, everybody considers that garbage. And it's and it's still positive. It's still positive because you've the combination of you've got enough and it's Disney who always
0: gets a little bit of a boost. Yeah, I mean, not not to implicate any any sort of wrongdoing. (laughs) But the fact that Disney movies seem to score. The hell? The Dark World has a 75%? I think, that
2: I think
1: lot, score, Lion well. King is the worst reviewed Disney one I've seen, well, and it's still at like 55. Well, to be fair, the audience score is Marvel fanboys going, everything's f- Marvel is great.
2: I've seen yeah. 10 movies, and all of them are MCU, and they're my top 10 movies.
0: I mean, not, and, not, not to continuously be super mean to a specific group of people.
2: Yeah, I know lots of MCU fans who are who are fine but we're talking
1: about you know <laughs> you know who I'm talking about like yeah yeah, yeah I know well I know. also the audience yeah those kinds of people the audience score has over 200 200,000 reviews for audience it's like your number is going to get skewed by people of putting higher numbers than what it deserves.
0: Well, well, well I noticed that with a lot of these sites, right, especially when you go to audience reviews, the people that re- review movies and everything, either are those that love it so much they want to give it a high score, or those that hate it so much they want to bash it.
1: Yeah, like, typically.
0: Like, you really see someone come out and like go, oh, this movie is so average, I'm going to go talk about it online. Like, like, like that really ever happens. Until now, <laughs> so, well, because because now because of sites like IMDb, Letterboxd, which has its own pluses, everyone can be a film critic. Every, I mean, hell, we're we're kind of just doing the the shit we're yeah. making fun of right now, aren't we? Like, yes, like that's kind of what, what what we what we do is is we we act like we're film critics when when we're not. But at the same time, at the same time, film critics have film critiquing has been kind of like. A gatekeeping thing. It's kind of like about Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and Letterbox. Is that kind of get rid of the gatekeeping of you have to work for this big publication for your opinion to matter on a, on a movie? I, I like that yeah. that the actual audiences can get a, can get a, can get a say now. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. The bad, the bad part is, is, you know, in the critic score counting so many random places, and then there's also plenty of work being done to suppress user scores for things that users don't like, you know, that viewers don't like, that are supposed to be big, that critics gave good reviews, and there's some fighting with that. Well, the
0: issue with that, because I'm, I'm sure what you were, I know what you 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 were referring to, it's because, um. Fans on Rotten Tomatoes consider themselves to be activists, and they go and they review bomb movies for for various reasons.
2: Yeah, that stuff is stupid.
0: Very rarely is it because the movie's actually bad. It's usually because they go because of other stuff. But they go and they review bomb the movie, they take the score. And Rotten Tomatoes, I think now you have to like verify your own like audience reviews and like you have to like verify that she's seen the, the, the movie. I think there's something you have to do now to actually get your score counted as the audience score. Um, because of the constant view bombing. And, and that does, the issue that creates is that potentially silences people that actually legitimately don't like movies.
2: Mm-hmm. right now now if people don't like something it gets called review bombing like there is review bombing that happens a lot but there's also like if a movie is unpopular it's considered a review bomb like Wonder Woman 84 was called review bombing until everybody finally admitted that it was garbage
0: <laughs> that, well, let, let, let's talk about Wonder Woman 84 for a second because that's a very curious case of, of the problems Rotten Tomatoes has because It is the only time I've seen a movie get certified fresh, (laughs) then have that removed after it comes out. Like like the fact that they gave it a certified fresh score, which you have to like pass a certain number of criteria to get and for that to be removed days after it's released. I'm I'm not not accusing Warner Brothers of anything. It's
1: suspicious. I think what happened was they had certain people they probably brought in to watch the movie before they released it, gave people that they thought would probably give it a positive review, they did. And then as it got released, all the other critics who finally got to watch it with everyone else was like, this movie is shit. And then it started going down.
0: I think that's fair because not everyone, especially with movies in the pandemic, getting pre screen copies of it has been difficult Difficult because I know that for some movies, especially early on, like new mutants and tenant critics were, were, were being forced to see the movies in the theaters, which is why a lot of those movies don't have a ton of reviews or at least didn't get them for a very long time
1: or have reviews um, where it seems very positive, but then they give it a negative spin because they're like, Oh, you sent me out into the theater.
0: Um, yeah, that 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 was an issue that thankfully no longer exists. Um because I caught I mean calling the, the, the tell telling you to go to a theater and see it. Mm-hmm. But 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 beforehand, I, I think you had issues with, with with access. So I think a lot of critics just didn't have access to Wonderland in eighteen eighty four until it came out on HBO Max, which yeah, like we said, like like it, like when it came out on Christmas Day, it was sitting
2: at I think like high 80s
1: i think like 82 something i bought
2: yeah which is like unthinkable now
1: (laughs) well which was weird because i was seeing some people say that it wasn't very good but yet the score was still high i'm like what's going on
0: yeah there was some really weird stuff with that movie specifically and there have been a couple instances where the where people are saying it's not good but yet the scores are pretty high um a good example, I think, of that just for my personal life would be Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know a single person who's seen that movie that likes it that much. <laughs> I I really don't. I don't know a single person that has watched that movie and likes
2: it. Or at least
0: likes it as high. as high so, as the reviews are for yeah. it. I,
2: think, are and I, I feel like there's, like, there is something to be said about, like, can it really be true that every single Disney movie that's come out for, like, 15 years gets mostly positive reviews? Like, there's, you know, there's kind of like a,
1: a Disney bonus. Well, I think it also had pretty much got the benefit of the doubt after Infinity War came out because that was the next one. So it was basically like, it's not that bad. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, well, and, well, and, and I, I actually personally, what I think part of it might also be, is I think critics, which I'm glad that they're doing, I mean, they're doing it sparingly, but I think they're starting to review movies now based solely on fan expectation. So like some like Captain Marvel, they're, they're, they're like, I don't like the movie, but fans will, so high score.
2: And I, th- I, I don't think they should do that. Like I mean, that's you have to Sandler
0: come Justice League. That's exactly right. what happened. You, you, right, right. You, People you give it, that it extra
2: th- bump, th- like uh, you know, this is good. This isn't good. Oh, but it exists, and fans got the, what they wanted. Six out of ten, positive. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I think that's so disingenuous because the critics have to. The, you have to review it based on what you think. That's the point.
1: I mean, this is like, are we going to start adding asterisks to movie scores now, based off of this? Be like, oh, I didn't like it, but fans will love it, so high review, well, I actually love this movie, so I'm going to give it a high review, so what, nothing's ever going to get a bad review?
0: Right. Well, but, but, but but then you have the instances where critics will attack fans because fans, like, be, 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 because either fans don't like a movie that they liked, or fans like a movie that uh, they didn't you have instances of that where the the fans are like, come on, like, oh, no, sorry, you're wrong.
1: Yeah. It's good. Not everyone's going to like the same (laughs) stuff you do. And, I mean, I don't love everything you love, David. I don't love everything Alex loves. But we can at least talk about, and I can at least respect why you would like a movie and... Yeah. we just gotta stop hate. you can't just keep throwing out like oh you didn't like this movie because it had female characters or blah, blah 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 all these stupid reasons like no there's reasons why we didn't like certain movies yeah.
0: Um, I think, well, like, just looking at here, creates consensus of Justice, Justice League, the same Zack Center cut. Zack Center's Justice League lives up to its title with a sprawling cut that expands to fit the director's vision and should satisfy the fans who will it into existence. Like, boom, it's, it's on the, the top of the article, the top of the page for it. They're basically saying that part of the creative consensus is this gives fans. What they want, and that's not even true with that movie. It only gives certain fans what they wanted. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't give all fans what they wanted.
2: Also, okay, and, and I mean, here's you know, a big issue with them not reviewing it based on what they think. You know, number one, lots of people can like things that aren't very good like transformers <laughs> but also yeah. beyond that how off like how often are they wrong in anticipating what people like and how often does what some what people think of it initially change later
0: mm-hmm.
2: like that's happened throughout the history of film things that are unpopular at the time but later are loved Are you are you, are you taking
0: this where I think you're, you're taking
2: Well this? there are lots of places I could go I don't have to go there yet because that's got a whole <laughs> other can of worms.
0: Well I think a good modern example of this whole phenomenon is probably Star Wars The Last Jedi Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Which, which, yeah, that I know that's a sore spot in a, in our friend group. That's a sensitive topic.
1: <laughs> but I, I was right. No, uh, no uh, I'm going to fight you on that, Alex. I did okay. like the movie when it first ca- first came out, but after seeing what they've done with the entire trilogy, looking bad, it's like, well, this movie has no, serves no fucking bur- purpose. It's just there.
0: And and I think well, a Probably big issue. Fine. That it has too. Like at the time, that confused everyone is the fact that it was so like 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 you came in that move movie, and the critic score I think even still is stupidly high. Yeah, it's a ninety percent critic, forty two percent fan. <laughs> <laughs> So so it's it's fans which which they they, they blame on review bombing. But no. <laughs> if you look at how that movie has been perceived over time, I mean the hype on it has died considerably. Even before Reza Skywalker came out and made it completely pointless. I think even in people who rewatch it, like I rewatched it, I still have overall positive feelings of it. But that means I gave it like a three out of five. It doesn't mean I love the movie. I give it overall positive vibes, but like it's it not, has flaws. It's
1: not it's Empire.
0: Not, yeah, it's not great. It has many issues, but 90%. And, and what's weird about the 90% thing, at least to me, is that Honestly, you you look at critic reviews, you look at fan scores, they're usually honestly fairly close. Um, At least not 90 to 42. That's pretty... Yeah,
2: that's one of the biggest discrepancies, because sometimes you'll see like 60-something percent audience, and something is more like... You know, whether their complaint is legit or not, some people will be like, oh, artsy, oh, awards bait, whatever. And, like, sometimes they're flat out wrong. Other times it's like, yeah, this movie is kind of pretentious and it doesn't have a point. But other times, like, you'll see some awards ones get weirdly lower audience scores. But that's like, you know, 90-something to 80-something or 80-something to 70-something, right? Well, like, it's it's not. Context.
1: Also, you won't get as many uh, audience going to see these Big Oscar movies typically, as much as you will the big blockbuster movies, so that can also lower the score. Score is with less reviews a sample. Yes.
0: Yeah. For, so for context, *Coming to America*, the the sequel is at it 49%. it's a 49% critic, 39% audience. The Ooh. the SpongeBob movie Spongebob on the Run* is 67 critic, 53 audience. Um, *Nomadland*. that's a
2: little bit of difference.
0: Yeah, that's a little bit. Nomadland is 94, 82. So, but they're within like 20%, which, mm-hmm. I, which well, I think is... Like they're insane. not too far off. <laughs> the other one that was weirdly... Dis- that had a really big discrepancy was Sausage Party. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know one, that one has like... I hate that movie. Yeah, that one's 82 to 50. 82 audience, 50... No, sorry, 82 critic, 50 audience. Well, again, weird.
2: You feel like that it would be reversed.
0: Yeah yeah yeah, 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 It doesn't feel right.
1: But the other but thing is that movie doesn't feel. Were right. people did people not watch the trailers, and did people still not think that this was an R-rated animated movie? Because I still know people that went into the movie and is like, well, this isn't like Disney or anything. It's like, no, did you not watch the trailer? I do. I honestly
2: find it shocking that in this d- internet day and age, with all these resources, people can still go into a movie and not know what they're getting into. <laughs> <I don't>
0: well, <know. laughs> yeah, well, 'cause Sausage Party, you, you would think it's like it's like a kids' film. It's marketed as a kids' film, but people know that's not like, 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 it was. Des- it was designed to be a a kids' film for adults. Like it had that Toy Story level of magic, but with super crude, gross, dark humor.
1: Well, like the first trailer like the first minute of the trailer it seemed like a regular like pixar disney dreamworks movie and then it went dark
0: and i i saw the movie with my parents in the theater (laughs) um, which which was i mean there i mean there were there were little kids in that theater as you can probably imagine oh i bet (laughs) But there, there was lots of kids in that theater, and my mom, like my, like my mom, refused to buy it for me for Christmas on blu because of how gross. I was like, Mom, we saw it in theaters, and you laughed. I was there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's like when I, I used to work at a movie theater, and you see some of the movies that parents would take their kids to. It's like <sighs> probably shouldn't be seeing that movie.
2: It- I know. Wonder,
0: I was that kid. <laughs> well, well, you wonder that how much it's kids talking to their parents because for like Sausage Party, Deadpool, like well, like kids could be sneaky. Yeah. Like oh, it's Marvel. Oh, it's fine. And then they actually see it.
1: Well, the other thing is they also release green ba- band trailers, not with along with the red band. So the kid could clearly show them this one and be like, hey. Yeah, it's not as bad as you think. I mean, kids are sneaky when they want to see things that they're not supposed to. I,
0: I know that because I because I, I pulled that crap.
2: Yeah, say. Yeah, it's like one of two things will generally generally happen. I mean, there are kids who actually follow that that stuff, but there's you know the parents will let them, or you'll find a way around it. Like that's just the truth. Yeah. Like p- people will find a way to see what they want to see. Mm-hmm. But I think with... Uh, honestly, when we went to Last Jedi, we we, all, we went as a group, and yep. that, that first night, and like... Well, Opening it, was, day. it was Friday, yeah. It was, yeah, uh, it was Friday. Friday night.
0: It was you, it was the three of us, and then guests of the show, Jeff Pritzell and Helena, were also with us.
2: Mm-hmm. But, but I remember, like, we saw the... Like, right before the movie started, Justin, you had... I think the score is up or like I had peaked quick at the scores and we had said like, Oh, it's probably people like review bombing or like being mad that there's like too many female characters or something. Like I assumed it, I assumed it was bullshit.
1: Probably. We assumed it was bullshit.
0: Get
1: bombed, too. Pretty
2: sh- I'm pretty a sure. L- a little bit early, I think. By the end, it was positive, but I think a little bit early.
1: I think... I don't I don't know if it was early. I think it was more later. It wasn't until, like... Yeah, when
2: people started going, like, this is just uh, a new hope. A hope.
1: Yeah, and then M- Ray's a Mary Sue, which I fought for a while, and now it's like, yep, she's a Mary Sue. <laughs> well, I don't
0: know if she's a Mary but Sue. I think she's just a bad character.
1: Well, she doesn't go through any problems. She, everything she does is... Perfect. So right, like oh, overpowered
2: character with no. Yeah, I mean, she's not even really character. That's true. She she has no personality. That's the problem.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, back to
2: not, night. Not, But yeah. Anyway. So gotcha. and then like literally, there were moments where I looked around to see if people were watching the same movie as me. <laughs> The one moment, the Mary Poppins moment. I I legit looked around to see like if if it was real, if I was actually watching this movie. I was laughing, and that's the thing. Like, so it was legit, but like everybody was just attacking and saying, "Oh, people were review bombing for this or this." And I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm th- You know, my my comment then was like, a- afterwards we went to like a McDonald's, right? And I w- it was the McDonald's Inquisition. Well,
0: the, and that, that, was, that was that
2: was everybody so liked fun. it yeah.
0: <laughs> because we were so. We, we, we were so quiet. I, I remember we walked into that McDonald's. No one said a word. We ordered our food and we all just sat down. Like, like, one by one, we sat at, at, the, at the booth, we got in the corner, no one could hear us, and we, like, argued for, us, so, like, hour and a half. <laughs> like, it, yeah.
2: was, it, was, it started because we came out of the theater, and everybody was like, "Yeah," so, somebody said, like, something like, oh, that was good, that was something, that, that was something, or whatever, and I'm like, what? And then everybody no, looks at me. The, no, the that's, way not I said, that's
0: not what happened. I looked at you, and it was me, and then because I'm the one that did this. I looked at you, and I asked you what you thought. And you didn't say a word to me. You, ju- you just gave me that look that you always w- 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 would give me when you didn't like something. <laughs> you just gave me a And you went, eh. eh. Like I went, and I went, oh, we're in a fight. Like I was like, oh, okay. And typically... You no, know, I didn't think, eh.
2: I hated it. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't tell me that at the time because you didn't want me to, like... Slap you in the middle of a. Crazy but I remember movie. I said something that made everybody turn around and look at me at once, like a like a
1: movie. Well, my thing is typically like big movies like that. I typically don't want to talk about until we leave the theater because I don't want to. Because there was a line of people waiting to go into the theater to go see it, and I don't want. Yeah, to... Yeah, I don't like that.
2: I, I ruined Alien it. Covenant for that for that one group. Do you remember that, Alex? Good. You said I, I don't remember that, but you saved them.
0: Because uh, it can be like Alien Covenant. And like we're talking about it, and then I said, "Hey, don't, don't talk about it." I'm like, okay, oh. was it good? Went, man. Uh, uh, nah. And they
1: went, "Oh, damn!" Like, got, like yeah, so I sad. remember that. Well, I, I was sit, I, I was sitting next to you, Alex. Before we went even went into the Last Jedi, and people were walking out, and I literally put hands over my ears. I'm like, I don't want to hear a thing. I want to go <laughs> in. Exactly. Yeah. It's like shut the. Fu- it's like shut
2: the fuck up. <laughs> Which funny, I you know go to rise of skywalker i'm like please it would be like please tell me so i don't get disappointed but so anyway we went to this mcdonald's right and it was like it was like the inquisition like i was the one who hated it or whatever but the thing i said which i still stand by and this again this points back to like the perception change over time i said i remember my exact words <laughs> oh shit do i remember my exact words yeah okay i got it <laughs> 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 it was a few years. You'll all know I was right because what I said was it was the beginning and the other exact thing I said was, it was the beginning of the end of star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually, you weren't wrong at that part. Because even if you don't hate it as much as me, like what that signaled in terms of like how they messed things up and how they were going to have to try and correct it and get it back on course was going to mess it up even more. And that it was the, like the direction they took, it was irreversible.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: and that that changed over time people you know people were very angry at first and there was a lot of fighting it was very 50 50 but then rise of skywalker came along and it's like oh shit how did we get here
1: i kind of i kind of disagreed with you up until they rehired jj and i was like crap he's gonna redo everything (laughs) Because they
2: don't
0: know what, what, they're, what, what, what they're doing.
2: And- well, then what I didn't even realize in hindsight is that Force Awakens now looks really weak because of everything that's happened. And I liked Force Awakens a lot when it came out, actually.
1: Yeah. And, and I think... Because wh- everything far- they set up was basically, yeah, throw it out the window. Yeah,
2: nothing.
0: And we're far enough along now, like, like you can look at the Last Jedi scores and because they cleared out all of the ones that they believed to be part of like the review bombing which means that according to Rotten Tomatoes the, the scores on for that movie are legitimate and it's still at 46% and it's honestly probably where the critic scores should be I mean yeah. that kind of discrepancy is is bizarre to me and and I think a lot of people see what I've noticed with Last Jedi specifically is people that like it the, the, the most are people that aren't really star wars fans mm-hmm. it's the people that were casually kind of forced to go to, 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 to the movie because it's not really a star wars movie it's really not no and and i think I that got people that be- don't like star wars
1: it becomes a harry potter movie at one point
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well when they're riding on those freaking horse creatures yeah. it's like that's Straight out of Harry Potter. I think you're for floating in space too. That too. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's very much it's very like I think Ryan Johnson probably could have could have done a good Star Wars movie. The problem is is you shouldn't have given him a main title of Star Wars movie. You should have let him just make a story in the Star you should Wars
2: have screwed universe. Up a secondary one instead.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, because be, because you gave him too much power and 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 he made this movie that. That, that fans aren't happy and that and that's and that's dichotomy uh, the, the, the especially when it comes to modern film journalism and modern film reviews which which is how much fan service do fans deserve? Because with that with, with Last Jedi, it was almost like the fans don't know what they want. That was like the story, right? Is the fans is the fans don't know what what they want. Like like the, the fans can deal. When you have know, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, and it's, it's it's all about it's what the fans want. It's what the fans deserve. Which is it? Is it about well, see, here's- the fans want or is, it, is, it, is it about making is, it, is it about making stuff that that challenges Fans' expectations and and, and challenges—you know what they know about a franchise. What, what, you can't have it both ways.
2: And I think the way, the way it should and the way that that goes best, like my take, might be surprising, but it's because I disagree a little bit on what Les Jedi was doing. You. I don't think most times, unless you're making something like Godzilla versus Kong, which is made to not be like a story, it's just made to, you know, be smash stuff. Or like, Endgame,
0: if you're going for movies that aren't meant to have stories, Avengers Endgame is a right, really movie.
2: Right. Like if you're trying to actually make a story, what fans will think cannot enter your mind. Yeah. Or it's going one way or another. It's it's going. To make it weak, it'll either feel hollow or it won't actually be what they want. But, like, you, you have to make what's best. The story, but I, I think what Last Jedi did was almost like it went. It wasn't even ignoring what fans will think and trying to make a good story. It was you guys are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are idiots for caring about any of this. Everything you think is stupid. Here's some other shit just because. Well, like prob- I, I'm, I'm gonna mess up this. You know, I'm gonna completely turn this thing
1: on its head or destroy it just because. Because it didn't even help. The story
2: and left it with no story.
1: Well, the other problem is making a movie for the fans is not all the fans agree on what they want, so you're going to alienate yeah. somebody.
0: But, but modern film journalists seem seem to get mad when when fans disagree with them and fans are unhappy, mm-hmm. um, which I, I think I'm I'm going to move to a different movie. And different <laughs> I
2: know exactly. Right. I, I've been wait, I've been waiting just because
0: we're setting this up. <laughs> now I don't I don't know if it's okay to talk about this movie yeah, it's been, like, five years. Uh, and I'm, I'm still... So like pissed.
2: a tra- national tragedy. Like, what's the what's the statute of limitations?
0: Yeah, exactly, when, right? When like, the- like, I'm so nervous talk- talking about it because people's careers were, were ruined by
1: just having the wrong thought of this movie. When this gets but, released, David, they're all going to come after you. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, 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 no shit. This will be on my tombstone. But, <laughs> but the movie I'm, I, I'm talking about, which I want... I hope – it's been five years. I hope we can finally have an honest conversation about it and just how ridiculous the story behind it was. But this is the 2016 Ghostbusters reboot. Um, Really, the big issue – we're talking about reviews, right? The big issue I had with that movie – because I've seen the movie. My honest opinion, it's a terrible movie. It's not funny. It's not great. They ad libbed way too much, where the pacing of every scene is destroyed because because scenes don't have ends because they're just
1: being ad libbed. Or don't make sense in a coherent story wise.
0: Yeah, yeah, there, there, there's no structure to it. It's not a good movie. Well, I'm not, I'm not here to talk about whether or not it's a good good or bad movie. I want to talk about what, let, what led up to that movie and the way that both critics and fans handled the release of that movie. I mean, when they announced it, fans weren't happy and I don't, I don't necessarily think it was because of the, the direction that they were going, going with, with the women led plot. I I, I mean, I, I mean, there, there there were some assholes that
1: were upset it was women. But I think hey, that hey that I was- I met an asshole. I I had this summer job and working in a factory, and I was talking to somebody, and they're like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "This, this their whole problem is it's all females." I'm like, "What's the big deal?" He's like, "Oh, it's a man's thing." I'm like, "You mean the two movies that came out earlier?" What's <laughs> like, like. He's like, he's like, it's not part of the franchise. I'm like, yeah, because you have two freaking movies. Yeah, it's and one's movies. not even that great.
0: <laughs> I wish they cast. I wish they cast different women.
2: I don't. I think they, the yeah, I wish they. Cast, that, I wish they cast people who are funny.
0: Like, like honestly, I think the dream cast for me for that movie should have been Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph. Aubrey Plaza. Ooh,
1: that would have been great. I, like, I mean, like
2: I would I would watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it should it should have been those four. Well in the and, and the other and problem that. is is they were making a comedy. Well, what's the problem with the second Ghostbusters? It's too much comedy versus the first one. The
0: the, the, the first one is like a, it's like a straight horror movie. If you look at actually how it's how it's structured. Funny yeah. things happen.
1: And you have uh, Peter Venkman making funny quips, but mostly it's played pretty straight as a horror kind of.
0: Yeah. But going back to the movie of 2016 specifically, I remember in the lead to that movie, just the fans and the critics going at it on the internet to 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 a degree that blows my mind. That that you have. Actual big film critics and film journalists going going after each other. Now, yeah, some fans like, like the comments on Lucy Jones' Twitter that made her quit Twitter were horrible. I mean, I I read some of them, and I, I, I'm not going yeah. to because because they were that terrible. But they were racist, they were horrible, and they should not be condoned anyway. But the way that the critics were treating some of the fans that didn't like the movie is in a lot of ways equally disgusting.
1: Yeah. Um, well, you're automatically d- d- calling people a bunch of sexist people that don't like the movie cuz and it could have been a good movie, but it's just and with them going also with a comedy, comedy is very subjective. It's hardest one the nail half the time. But but the big the big issue I had
0: specifically this is a specific case. I'm bringing and That is James Rove. He's he might he might know him as the Angry Video Game Nerd. He's been on YouTube forever. Big Ghostbusters fan. He made a video and lead up to, to the movie because people were hounding him. When, when when are you going to review Ghostbusters? When are you going to talk about Ghostbusters? You know they, you know they 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 were after him hard, and he, and he made a video saying that I'm not going to review this movie. I don't think they should be rebooting Ghostbusters quite yet I don't like the direction that they're taking I mean his his point against it was a point I I had with it which is it was a hard reboot that they were marketing as part of the mainstream timeline which it's not
1: yeah the first trailer says like four scientists 30 some years ago or whatever and it's like but you said this is a completely new universe
0: yeah it's extremely misleading misleading what they were doing what they are going for and that was part of his issue this guy got attacked by every major journalist, film journalist out there. I mean, even Patton Oswald was making fun of the guy, but they weren't making fun of his argument. <laughs> they weren't countering his, his complaints with actual points.
1: That's when you know you Patt- have a valid argument. <laughs>
0: Patton Oswalt was making fun of his, his vocal t- delivery. Some other critic, who I don't have anything in front of me, but I know vividly because it stuck out to me, made fun of his wife because he said he, 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 he had a wedding ring and was basically like, who would marry this guy? Because he didn't like Ghostbusters. <laughs> because he didn't want to see a movie. That's ridiculous! You're going after a guy's wife because he does not want to see a movie. What the hell is wrong with you people? And why is Ghostbusters this hill to die on? On either side, why are the fans going after anyone? That, like we're basically trying to defend like like Ghostbusters is up there with Citizen Kane. And and why are critics defending this? The, this movie to the death. I mean, a big example of this is um, I can't think of his this name.
2: This fucking flaming turd of a movie. I,
0: I can't, I, can't, I can't think of this guy's name. Um, he he did stuff with Roger Ebert. He, he was Gene Siskel. Richard Roper. Richard Roper. And, and Roper. And Roper. Roper gave the movie a negative review and got attacked for. Him. He had to make a second. <laughs> he had to make a second review justifying why he made the first review. He had to defend himself.
2: He's like one, And he's like one of the biggest film critics of all time.
0: Yeah, and, and he had to justify his own opinions because it disagreed with, with people that liked the movie. I It blew my mind. It, it blew my mind like, like that this was actually happening. Okay, and one, I found an article on comments about Fritchie Roper about Ghostbusters that they are sent to him. I can't actually read the article. Um, they, they, here, here, they said his review was, was mean-spirited and poor-taste uh, because he called it a horrifying mess. He actually, he actually even had a comment on the movie where he said it was great. He said, critics greeted Ghostbusters on a curve. And <laughs> oh. I don't think there is anything more Damn. accurate than that, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that That, wow, that's... Sometimes the, the best remark is, is the simplest, like... Well, well, I, well, every comeback, every comeback to
0: his... Review is kind of going back to we started this, this podcast with. Is it has a seventy three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That is that th- that that is the response. Is is we don't like what other people do. That's fine. That, that doesn't make his point invalid. Just because other people had a different. It's this damn circular logic <laughs> of. <laughs> Of other people like the movie, which which means your argument is 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 invalid. Yet his dissenting opinion shouldn't be buried because other people like the movie.
1: Well, like we were talking about earlier, like you said, a movie could have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and all be made out of sixes. The on Rotten Tomatoes it currently sits at 74% Certified Fresh, but the average rating is six and a half.
0: Yeah, like well if you look at if you look at the reviews a lot of them are basically saying not a great movie but I'm going to praise it for what it's doing 6 out of 10 cuz women empowered What? And not to get political because I don't want to get political, but the movie became a political me, Rod, for whatever side that you you were on. Mm-hmm. Whatever side that you, 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 you were on, you had to pick a side in Ghostbusters, and it was so stupid that that's, that that's the political battle is over freaking Ghostbusters. Why can we just enjoy the movie? I've met people that have liked Ghostbusters 2016. I've met people that have hated Ghostbusters 2020, 2020, 2016. Both sides are valid. If you went to the movie and you had a good time, that's all that matters. And, it, and if you went to it and you didn't like it, that's OK, too. I you know, don't understand why why journalists, why actual people are going after other people for just not agreeing with them.
2: Well, and, and you know, that's the thing. Like he said, you know the roper quote yeah it's been graded on on a curve and then you have journalists coming after roper for having a different opinion like the the whole thing who kind of vaguely mentioned at the beginning that you know people reviewing a movie the movie is not always just being judged on its own merits when it should be and it's it's not anything new either
0: i I mean Polygon had articles saying how, how how we've lost the ability to criticize Ghostbusters. Like like they straight up acknowledge um like why it- how how? How? Because some people were saying horrible, awful things, it now makes it where we can't talk about the movie at all in any sort of negative fashion.
2: Yeah, I mean, you didn't even want to bring it. You're, you like hesitate to even bring it up. I mean, it's like, it's become like, you know, Voldemort. Like nobody can talk about this movie. <laughs> least, honestly, I, I think it'll be interesting when the new one comes out. Like how the discussion is going to be around that.
0: Yeah, it, like like the fact that James Rolfe became. A national headline in in big name articles like indie like he got an indie-wired New York Times for just saying I don't watch the movie like like, like the fact that that like him saying he, he don't watch a movie we started this national outrage I think speaks to how messed up this whole situation was and, and really like I don't think whether the movie's good or bad at this point matters I think I think the the the, the, the discussion the takeaway from that movie is how the internet and how the media handle it and how we can do better to make sure that this never happens again.
2: But I think I think that's part of the problem like at that scale it hasn't happened again, but it did start that that tr- that big trend like we talked about with last Jedi, like we talked about with other things like it started that that trend of movies kind of being Awarded for things outside of the movie, and then mega fan outrage, and then arguing between critics and fans.
0: Yeah, like like it's so it's so ridiculous, especially when you have um um some some so, some some movies that like like Annihilation, right? It essentially, kind of doing what Ghostbusters was trying to do, and I think it was way oh, more so successful. Good. Oh my gosh! It was way—it's like, an amazing movie. <laughs> no one saw it. No one saw it. Nobody cared.
1: That's a movie to oh, die a seen, on a hill on.
2: Internet post like Annihilation appreciates and threatened, and then everybody floods in there, and then it'll disappear for like another year, and then people will like bring it up again because it. it, it it was unfortunately not recognized.
0: Mm-hmm. But that's. I guess I'm done with my Ghostbusters rant. Like I needed, I needed, I needed to, I needed to, to 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 say. Like, like, like someone needed to basically call everyone. Like Ghostbusters fans, get over yourself. It's just a movie. Like literally, literally, both sides. It's just a movie. It's it's something that we go to 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 escape our lives. We sit down, we watch it, we have a good time. Or we don't, and then we move on. Well, that's the it's whole thing.
1: Well, that's the whole thing. I never understood. It was like, so someone didn't like a movie you liked. Big whoop. The, is that going to make you not appreciate or watch the movie ever again? You might not watch I, it with them, but
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be honest. I've gotten yelled at a few times because I get passionate. But I think people don't realize I'm not not being serious. Yes, but you won't. You won't. I, I, when I, when, when someone a bad movie, I'll be like, "Ew." I'm not being
1: serious I don't don't care you like what you like yeah but you'll say you but then you're like I don't care you enjoy the movie it's the people that are like oh like whatever movie you like except if you don't like this movie fuck you it's like well it's the gate it's the gatekeepers
2: yeah
1: yeah with, with, that's what some some of this has has
2: become with like Ghostbusters. It was like I felt like that was the first movie that you weren't allowed to dislike.
0: Yeah, it, it was, and and it's become this cultural thing of like one movie. It's like one movie a year that that you aren't allowed to dislike
2: uh, without <laughs> okay. fail. And I think well. And and what's interesting to go, you know, I don't think I still don't think people realize the the consequences of that. Like we talked about with Ghostbusters, but there's other consequences of like movies being forgotten or ones being propped up. But then there's more backlash towards them because it's like nobody wants to like this. Like, stop making me try and like this.
1: Stop trying to make a Joker a
0: thing. Well, what happened, oh, with, what happened with, with Ghostbusters is what happens when you do that, which is yeah. nobody saw it and it lost a bunch of money. Like, well, but like people and, liked it, but, but people were so exhausted by it and they just didn't go see it.
2: And again, like the the whole outside factors motivating those reviews is definitely more common now. It's been revived, but it's not a new thing. You know, to to do the the history lesson think The uh I it can like, it. change. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember going.
0: going. Go for it. Do it now. I, I didn't uh, mind.
2: Do, because it yours. changed the entire industry. But basically, so Michael Cimino, uh, this is late 70s, early 80s. Uh, director, he made a movie in the early 70s that was successful. Got something that never happens anymore, but was very common then, which is like carte blanche, like alright, here's your script. We like it. You want to make a three-hour epic? That's cool. You can spend as much money as you want. Just go out there, man. <laughs> Do we know him from doing The Deer Hunter. Right, that was, which that was, was the first thing. one that, that was his first one with carte blanche. He made The Deer Hunter, which won Best Picture, Best Director, is, you know, considered one of the best, best films ever. It's on a lot of lists. It won a bunch of Oscars. So after that, he was like the big thing. So they give him, again, as much money as he wants to make a film called heaven's gate which actually he had written before deer hunter but at this point heaven's gate starts shooting and lots of stories in the media start coming out about the set about his ridiculous perfectionism about him being very prickly kind of a jerk some of that might not be true the ridiculous demands are true like he There was a scene in a courtyard and he wanted a tree in the middle and he found a tree he liked. So he had them transport the tree, put an irrigation system underneath the ground and then put that tree in the courtyard for a scene that lasts about five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) He also they built an entire city street uh, with full buildings. And, you know, it's amazing to watch in the film that like they're in the building and the whole street is behind them. They built this entire town. He said the street was too small. They widened it six feet, which meant they had to completely destroy the set and rebuild it. <laughs> so this was happening. But the media, right, the the, the trades, the uh, news, big newspapers, like they ran with every single story it would be like you know michael cimino kicks a dog on set you know it'd be like literally anything and it became very big the the story behind it became bigger than the movie and at that point everybody hated him and they even started to question like was the deer hunter that good right like stuff like that already started happening there was already backlash to that because of stories on set from a movie they hadn't seen
1: (laughs) so kind of happened earlier last year too with the whole um with tenant everyone was and yeah. Anne, Hath- Anne Hathaway had her thing like, oh, uh, Christopher Nolan doesn't like chairs on set and gave his reasoning. Oh, and every- I completely forgot about that. And then everyone started <laughs> hating on Christopher Nolan and said he was an overrated hack. And it's like, b- yeah. because you heard w- cause you w- took one thing that someone said out of context. <laughs>
2: yeah. So imagine that it was like that times 10. <laughs> and then the movie comes in it's over four times over budget but it's done it's done it's I don't know three and a half hours uh It gets screened for a very select number of critics about a week before the premiere. It gets absolutely blasted. Like, people call it one of the worst films ever made. Now, and and like, so there's a very famous review. Some of the critics even admit to this, that there became like wanting to one-up each other with quips about how bad it is. Because the first review that came out was from the New York Times. Now, here's some quotes from this. The New York Times said... It's something quite rare in movies these days. An unqualified disaster. They compared it to a forced four-hour walking tour of one's own living room. And the end of the review said, it fails so completely that you might suspect Mr. Cimino sold his soul to the devil to obtain the success of the deer hunter and the devil has just come around to collect. That was an actual critic! That was a review (laughs) in the New York Times! So, The studio freaks out because the reviews are universally negative. After one week, they pull it for an entire year, cut over an hour, and try and release it again. And, of course, they cut over an hour from something that's paced to be a a three-and-a-half-hour epic. It's going to be garbage so it got uh, slammed again it only made it cost 44 million which is the equivalent now of 150 and it made 3.5 which is the equivalent of 9 so imagine a 150 million dollar movie coming out now that made 9 million (laughs) so what happened United Artists stopped being an independent studio they sold to MGM studios used that as the big excuse that they had been waiting for to slowly start Taking creative control. So this was like we talk about the director driven artistic freedom ones. This was the start of the clamps they had wanted to put on everybody. Because back then, like people would get huge budgets to make director driven films. You know, Peter Bogdanovich, Scorsese and Spielberg who are still around, like Jaws, you know, get made now that way. Like they just kind of let him do what he wants like so this was the beginning of the end of that changed the whole industry and we're still trying to get back to that because studios have so much absurd power now and it turns out the movie's really good <laughs> like the movie has been like the perception has completely changed now I've seen it I loved it it's it's a great film and like, like they restored the original cut in 2012, and screened it. It got standing ovations. It got a Criterion. It got like all this praise, which thankfully he was still alive to see. But like, it ruined the dude's career. It changed the whole industry because of stuff that had nothing to do with the movie.
0: And I think, actually, thinking about it, there is a reverse effect of of this, which is a movie we've talked about a few times on this podcast, which is Terry Gilliam's Brazil, where where critics were where mm-hmm. Terry Gilliam the director was fighting with the studio and the critics were on the side of Gilliam. Yeah. Even though Gilliam in a lot of ways was doing kind of the same thing as that, at least behind the scenes, not in the stri- yeah. on the set, but distribution, that Shimino was doing.
2: He was doing the same to- things. The famous letter, you know, the famous letter that helped the the proper cut of Brazil get out, where you know he asks, it puts in the newspaper ad, you know, where my movie to the critics. Chimino did the same thing. He did the same thing in 1980 when they pulled the three and a half hour cut to be like, please put it back, and he got he got made fun of. Mm-hmm. And and
0: Gilliam did the same thing and got praised. I mean, Brazil was named the best movie of the year by the LA critics society and they admit it was partially political. It was it was partially because that they felt like that the, that they were helping out a an artist get his film come out.
2: <laughs> the irony, yeah, the irony that's 5 years later. It's only 5 years later. Like
0: and, and you see this activism in film critics even now to this day. In honestly more frequently where you'll see them, you know, use their reviews as soapboxes. Um, like like reviews for tenant being filled with with people telling people to not go to theaters, which not to get too much into that, but really that's on the job of a movie critic.
2: Right, the movie should be judged on its merits.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 and the safety of releasing it and seeing it is is one thing and i and i do disagree with warner's with warner's decision to make people see it in theaters with other people um but like like for critics to make them see that i do kind of disagree with that but um
1: but it was it's not
0: trial run for not,
1: their what they later decided to do so
0: yeah, yeah it's but, but 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 you see it again you see the activism with ghostbusters you see it, I would I would arguably say that there is activism with Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, there's it it's it's hard to do and people are falling for it. And and, and I just when I see a re- review, I want to know what's good, I want to know what's bad. And that's what led to I think which is another big topic with film critics, kind of kind of segue into a different thing that I think is talking about, and that is the the rise of the YouTube movie critic oh <laughs> like <laughs> people were more willing to to trust someone on youtube than they were the the, the the big publications the big publications arguably became pretentious became everything became oscar bait you know especially now recently there's been this big divide between movies that won awards and movies that fans like to see the movies that audiences enjoy I, I think that divide's getting bigger and bigger but the way that the way to, to kind of change that is the online film critic. Um, I mean, you have the, the big ones like Jeremy Johns, Chris Stockman, um, Christian Harloff, and mm. people like Collider. Then you have like the joke ones like what, like your Doug Walker's, who was known as the nostalgia critic. How oh, he's become kind of, I mean, I mean, he's kind of a meme now, but oh, man, i I yeah. watched him back in the day, mm-hmm. back. back Back in middle school, everyone watched uh, 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 Walker, and then I watched him intermittently until the accusations about his channel came out. But
2: and he made the wall video. The wall video, it's just after. The wall video was the nail in the
0: coffin of I'm never going to watch this guy again. Because <laughs> his wall video, no, for context, Pink Floyd's The Wall, the third album of all time. The movie, I don't think, is amazing. But he basically, he basically remade the whole movie as his review of it, and it's <laughs> so bad, it's so terrible. Like, but that's, but that's the thing about you, you YouTube reviewers, right? They have to try out stunt each other.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's what it's become.
0: Made to make reviews, to make contents. Some like Jeremy Johns are able to stay kind of above that and just give good. Entertaining reviews
1: and critiques,
0: yeah. The, 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 the aren't a bunch of stunts, and,
2: and then some people just give it like again, they, they wait a little bit, see what people think, and then give people exactly what they want.
0: I, I mean, in my opinion, the best ones now currently going are, um, Adam from Your Movie Sucks on YouTube and Ralph Movie Maker. Those two, I mean, they're, they're pretty pretentious and they have pretty critique critique opinions, I'd say, on on some things.
1: But who doesn't from time to time? I I will
2: say it's almost a bit like... I'll let you finish before I go to that.
0: I was going to say, but that said, they have a really good blend, I think, of both entertainment, but also really good arguments and really good opinions and breakdowns. Like, like your movie sucks. Did a video recently on that. justice league that I think is a very fair, it, it has really good points. really good arguments and is also just really freaking funny.
2: And, I think go ahead. Uh, I think also one thing that's happened. Cause it's like, you know, some things are pretentious, whatever I feel like qualifying. There are definitely like pretentious critics, pretentious people, pretentious movies that word has almost started to become used to anyone who points out flaws in like big dumb movies (laughs) yes like I, I think, like I think you're spot on comic book movie. If you point out flaws in it because it's like a world, you know, theme park movie, then you get called like pretentious. It's like I, I love this one. I don't like this one because the plot is stupid. Oh, you're just being pretentious. No, the plot is nonsense. Well, <laughs> And the other thing,
1: like with comic book movies and everything, there is a line that we all have, whether we like it or not. And sometimes a movie just goes a little too far.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like any legitimate criticism gets called like pretentious now by
1: uh, certain groups of because fans. Because
0: what did you expect it to be?
1: Well, what I expected expect? I expected it to make a little more sense than what they said.
2: <laughs> I love. What did dumb- I expect it to be? That's the point. I expected it to be dumb, and I'm still disappointed. <laughs> I, I love. What is
0: they I, I love big dumb movies. What I, what I don't love are lazy movies.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And a and lot of big, dumb movies are also lazy, very lazy. movies. Yep. Especially, I, I would say, the more recent MCU ones, I would call very lazy. Oh, I would, yeah. Yeah. They're,
2: they're on oh. autopilot for sure.
0: But stuff like Kong v. Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Kong, whatever the actual title of the movie is.
2: <laughs> My, monkey vs. Lizard. We, we all liked it. <laughs> it was not lazy, though. You,
0: you look at right. the camera work, you look at the visual effects, you look at the style of it, there was clearly effort and work put into it the
1: coloring and like
0: when I, like when I re- re- review a movie I do take the effort and production value into account when I come up with my final opinion um, a big example of this would be I'm going to pull a blast from the past a movie that I know Alex doesn't think is real but Justin I know you're I wrong know, I know you know it's real and that's the brave little toaster <laughs> I, I know it exists it's a movie that really, not that great, has some issues. But clearly, you watch that movie, and there's so much effort and love put into that film. It's hard not to have a good time. Is the animation the best? No. But there's so much like effort and wonder put into, into the musical numbers, into the weird ways it tries to terrify small children. <laughs> it's very. It, it, when you're three years old, that, that movie will mess you up for for many ways.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it didn't score that well with critics. But I look at it and go, "Hey, that's important." And I think sometimes I think critics ignore effort and production value when they when they when they when they, when they give a score. Um, because ju- just because Transformers is, is big, stupid, and lazy doesn't mean that every movie that's like Transformers is big, stupid, and lazy.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, i'll go I'll go to my my favorite well uh, of somewhat unpopular movies that I love, the the Star Wars prequels, right? I mean, they do have a good overarching story. That definitely helps for me, but like, oh my gosh, like the passion in that. like you can you can feel it through all three movies. Like he's going all out. The, the best like-
0: thing the best thing that the new Star Wars movies did is they made everyone realize just how much they liked the prequels.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because it's like, wait, where's the heart? Where's the soul? People took that for granted. Like, Mm -hmm. the fact that all of them had a ton of passion and effort, even if not all the dialogue worked in every scene, even if there was too much CG sometimes in certain spots, there's less than there is in the ones now. And there's actual effort into the story and characters and there's energy throughout the whole film
1: and there's actual characters
2: (laughs) right and
1: does
0: everything work
1: no is everything always gonna work no
0: and lucas and i think lucas got smashed by the critics for those movies for the reasons he should have been smashed for but i think that that those issues overshadowed the parts that worked too much
2: mm-hmm. yeah because and then you had, get to the end sl- of three and it's like wow this worked like
0: <laughs> because especially episodes one and two he had slammed for the bad writing for the iffy acting um and for the over-reliance especially in attack of the clones on cgi sets
1: but to to his credit he did work on that in the following movie
0: Three is a great yeah.
1: movie. I, I have and no issues like, with three.
2: I would say, looking at the writing, people slam the bad writing. It's really just specific scenes of dialogue because the overall plot writing and the character work and what happens with the characters is very good. And even the dialogue, which people complain about. If you watch that back to back with like the MCU stuff or other blockbusters
1: that are coming out now, you might find that it
2: compares pretty favorably.
1: Yeah. And. Honestly, the only really bad dialogue throughout the movie was stuff with young Anakin and the romance scenes is basically where
2: yeah, it's really, is yeah. basically it.
1: Although, otherwise, all the other dialogue is not horrible.
2: And that that Revenge of the Sith sustains one of the most interesting scenes in the series for seven minutes of them just sitting there and talking mm-hmm. <laughs> like and that's like a legendary scene. And that's literally
1: them talking for seven minutes. It's arguably the best scene in the entire movie. Yeah, I mean, multiple people always bring that scene up. I
0: think I think those movies work a lot better when you treat them as a whole. Yeah. When you when you when you when you look at the Star Wars prequels as a single entity and and, and you and, and you look at the through-line story of Palpatine causing the big war. It's it, actually really smart.
2: Intergalactic backgammon. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: like, like, it's actually really smart writing. It's, it's damn good. So I'm going to segue to another, another topic kind on of this, because I still saw this article on RottenTomatoes.com. I, I think we should talk about it, which is the 56 rotten movies we actually love. I kind of want to talk about these movies, because I think some of these are actually really, really popular. And I think all of it goes into, you kind of brought up changes of perception, Alex. And, mm-hmm. And I think this actually could could lead to to some interesting I feel like looks I because Kevin's Gate should be on there. Yeah, look at movies that somehow are rotten. Uh, we have A Knight's Tale, which I haven't seen. I haven't Taken. Seen it. That's
2: that's red. That one is actually really surprising to me every time. That's not and fresh. Taken,
0: Taken's rotten. These two, they say are rotten, but actually fresh.
2: Which yeah, something like mummy. Nobody, which just came out, which got positive reviews for being like Taken, and Taken is rotten. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: the mummy and the Sandlot, they say are rotten, but they're actually they're actually. I can see be fresh. I can,
2: right? see, I can fresh, see the, the mummy. Like it's cheesy fun, but like I could kind of like Sa- it. Definitely, has.
1: Sandlot's been- actually a very well-made movie. I think.
2: Yeah, that one's great. I I I wish to assert my Fifth Amendment privilege.
0: (laughs) Uh, We also we also have Return to Oz. Spaceballs is a rotten movie.
1: What? Yeah, that's that's probably a time thing. Yeah, definitely.
0: Phase four. the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, which is oh, not very
1: much, Deep Blue Sea, Step Brothers. Okay. Deep Blue Sea should probably be <laughs> run. Deserves to be. Step Brothers. It's is stupid, but. Got
2: f- <laughs> hard with like, especially when you look at the other Adam McKay movies with Will Ferrell, and mm-hmm. that's like that's the one that a lot of people and one Adam McKay people- himself
1: considers the best. A lot. It's one that people quote the most practically. Yeah.
2: So it's pretty shocking. I mean, I would think it would at least be with Hell's Knights*. Yeah. We Yeah.
1: We also have Tron Legacy. That's super. I, I mean, I can see that. Yeah. But there is some good stuff in Tron Legacy. Three
0: Amigos is on here, but that would be
2: legitimately at least terrible. So I, that doesn't shock <laughs> me at all. Let's see it go National Treasure is, is rotten. That is, that is a disgrace. Yeah. yeah shut, down, shut down the shut down the all re- critic reviewing. They just put it all down now. <laughs> uh, tommy boy bad boys one that i agree with <laughs> bad boys
1: two is on there though probably i think they have bad boys two rated worse yeah, than the two two first is boring, one yeah yeah,
0: yeah two. legend the the tom cruise ridley scott movie beer fest which which i i love beer fest <laughs> <laughs> it's probably be rod that movie i, um, I wonder
2: hot, if it's super troopers i don't i don't know where that is
0: um hot rod which, which is actually a pretty popular movie. It is. It's the other ones: Halloween, Three, the, Season of the Witch. That one, that that that's wow. one. The perception okay. of that movie okay. has changed over time. Super tro-
1: Super Troopers is rotten. It's thirty five percent critics and ninety percent audience. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Space Jam deserves to be rotten. Yes. Try yeah. to Here's an interesting one. Here's an interesting one. Okay, Super Troopers. Is there? it's on this list just so you know but an interesting one is fast and furious tokyo drift i know many people that love that movie <laughs>
2: that like, changed. and i remember that's one that has legit changed over time because i remember when it came out people hated it like the audience hated it when it came yeah. out too.
1: well i think they hated it mostly was because vin diesel and paul walker weren't part of it and it was right it was new actors and everything but now that it's been added retroactively to be technically like between six and seven people love it now.
0: I love that hook is technically a rotten movie that people love and act like it's a great movie. (laughs) Like
2: like, weirdly, the reality is somewhere in between. I liked that movie as a kid. I like
0: that. I haven't seen it since I was was probably about 10 years old. So I probably can't honestly. I'm
2: just going to leave it there in my, in my past.
0: Shut up, not a good movie Shut up, Rotten Tomatoes I'll fight you on that one That's a rotten movie <laughs> <just> stay rotten <laughs> Okay, but also Kung Pao Enter the Fist is at 13% I do love Kung Pao And I know many people that, that love Kung Pao Enter the Fist I'm just going to look up, I'm just going to find movies That perception has changed over time Quick
1: I can think of one right now and that'd be Indiana Jones 4 that's the one I was going to bring up.
2: <laughs> that movie has over 70% positive reviews and is universally, like, reviled. <laughs> like, that's what has to be one of the most hated movies of the past couple decades. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I remember I came out people were like, this is really good. I was like, uh, are you sure?
2: What movie did you watch? <laughs> but, uh,. I think one I can think of that's like a classic now I mean this is going way back but Ace in the Hole was criticized for being unrealistic and it's not realistic and what? like it was a bo- it didn't do well at the box office and it was not very well received and now it's like one of Billy Wilder's best well one that will
0: shock you that, that that you probably didn't realize was not liked when it first came out. But Big Lebowski was no. not well received when it when it first came out.
2: Yeah, I've heard about that. It and was now free- it's not like eighty something percent, but they count retroactive reviews now.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's an issue with Rotten Tomatoes too, right? Is that I feel like personally, to me, I feel like modern movies have a much bigger, better chance of being positive than. Older movies,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like older movies, even if they're really good, um, could could still have will have lower scores than the movie with 400 reviews. Because even like classics, only have like maybe 50 reviews max.
2: Yeah, something like that. When, when I when I just looked up, so I was talking about how you know some of the MCU ones have over 90. You know, The Last Dragon has 94. percent Wild Bunch has 90. right like that's a all-time classic like and that's a 90
0: and and i don't think and i think this this might lead to a to a big big rant even though we've been talking for a long time i feel like this this needs to 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 be said but i want to switch to letterboxd quick now i love the
2: i love I, i really do Above, it's above something I like keeping track of what I want to watch and, and what I have watched and like. And
0: but that said, the way it tracks r- reviews is kind of BS. <laughs> like, and I think a big example of that is someone made a list of the top-ranked movies on Letterbox based on critic scores. Now, a big issue I have with Letterboxd it doesn't actually show you how much user scores a movie actually has so it's hard yeah, to got,
2: the newer ones will get flooded with lots of reviews and then some classics can can get slightly lower scores because a couple of people rate it low versus the people who rated it high because there's way less reviews. Wh- yep. And, 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 and then letter- some that some like cult films or some that only a specific group of people will watch like anime and anime. Mm-hmm will get very high scores because Because those that
0: watch it are going to give it a super positive review
2: because people people like me won't touch it with a 30 foot pole. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But but even then, I feel like it's the same thing of people that have middling reviews of it aren't really going to go talk about that much. So I have, I have a list up right here. I want, I want to go through a couple of these movies. Because I also feel like a lot of these picks on here are like the Film Bro picks.
2: <laughs> yeah, days. it's got a little crossover with IMDb there. IMDb is like exclusively Film Bro. <laughs> I
0: think, the, I think, I think the, the top two movies on IMDb are Shawshank Redemption and Dark Knight. <laughs> Much. Like,
2: which is like but it's like that's like literally the most. Well, and then like, got like Goodfellas is there, and
1: well, like every uh, movie Christopher Nolan has ever done is like in the top two fifty on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Interstellar yeah. like- is above two thousand one. <laughs>
0: But here right here but right here on Letterboxd I think this is a really good point I'm about to make. Bond's website is a number one movie on Letterboxd is Parasite. <laughs> like that that bot which I think shows right because everyone just watched it and everyone liked it. So therefore it it gets so five stars. It, it it gets flooded with good reviews, it gets it gets all positive reception. It's sitting at an average score of 4.6 Oh, my gosh. Which, which is the highest on the site. Now, for context, on Letterboxd, most movies that I've seen have, have a score of somewhere between 3.3 3 and
2: 3.7. Yeah, that's, not, that's like average, good to average kind of movies. Anything like 3.8 and above is Probably really good, especially uh, especially if it's a, a thing, movie if it's a made new thing, before. If
0: it's a movie made, made made before the year 1980, and yep. it has a score higher than 3.5. It's probably fantastic. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like why Dirty Harry has 3.7. So does Ten Commandments. Like. But number- see, like A lot of the highest reviews are five stars, but the average is lower because one or two dissenting opinions lowers it a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think a good example- I think I lowered one on accident. I think a good example of that
0: would be the number, n- 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 number two movie, which is Come and See, which only one of us no. has seen. <sighs>
2: Um I feel like, I honestly feel like that movie is like a prank. I feel like a bunch <laughs> of people got together and we're like, What's the most obscure, shittiest movie we can get together and pump up really high and everybody's gonna go, Oh, you picked like four good shots from this movie in the trailer. I bet that's probably a good movie I'll never watch. <laughs> it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen I love war movies I love really thought provoking war movies good thing this isn't any of those things
0: (laughs) but number three is Godfather number four is Carey. number five is Godfather Part 2 yeah, Seven, 12 world. Angry Men, I can't say that. What? The Human Condition, Part 3, and we're at, we're at, we're at the top 10 is Spirited Away. <laughs> now, not to be fun of people's opinions, you know, right? We're all tied to our opinions. But what the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. And, and boss gets pretty film broy. If you look at a lot of the reviews, they're they're, they're, they're full of, of wannabe
2: Roger Ebert's. Well, there's also the, the other end. There's like the the Twitter, the film Twitter, right? They're on there. Oh,
0: yeah, film Twitter. Yeah.
1: Well, and Letterboxd is relatively new, so I mean, it's probably a more younger generation, so they probably haven't seen half of these older yeah. movies that are great.
0: Like... like- Look, like really, with this movie, with the with, with letterbox list, you have a combination of new hits that come out and get tons of reviews because everyone sees them right away, which is, which is why Spider-Verse is the number 16th movie on the that's, site.
2: That's pretty outrageous. And I like that movie. That's pretty outrageous. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, like they get speed up, you have the all-time classics that everyone has to like, like Schindler's List, 12 Angry Men, Good Goodfellas. Good, good, good there's, there's a few... I think you have the, have the indies that have a few people watch them, give it high scores, and it, and it launches it up on the yeah. average. And then you have the anime. Which, which, get- which, 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 which people either
1: give five stars or one star.
0: Well, like like the big symbol of this one I, and this got me into a fight with my wife that got pretty heated because she loves this movie but the Neon Genesis Evangelion movie is what? number 33 on the list what <laughs> about, about even other anime movies and above like above not in Pulp Fiction, and her her only response when I when I said that this kind of shows about how 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 making these averages thing is, is can is can be wrong, or or, or or how it may it may not be fully a good statistical study.
1: Excuse things. And a little. Her only
0: comeback was, "It's a good movie, though." <laughs> I'm not
2: saying it's not a good movie. I'm, I'm just saying it's not it. the 33rd greatest movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. like, like, if, if are and, and uh, uh, Even if you ask, if you ask anybody who's seen it, who's seen more than 33 movies, is not, is all probably going to be willing to say that it's not. That's the uh, problem with LC. I know work. about that, man. Okay, more than 33 movies that aren't anime. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and, and
0: again, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that that the that the list should 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 be a little bit different.
2: If it's actually if it's actually, if I it's it's higher just, than like Casablanca. If it's a statistical Citizen study,
0: came. if it's a statistical study of movie scores, I think. And it's this whole and this the whole thing, right? And everyone wants to feel like that their that their opinion is objective fact. I mean, you go to film school. Going to, going to film school like we did will make you really hate talking about movies. For- That's for sure. People that that think they're have amazing opinions on movies, and it, and and their and their opinions are just. Or, you
2: know, they don't really know. learned anything? They just learned to pre- pretend that they have, so they can make their opinion sound like important.
1: <laughs> See, <laughs> not, my opinion like, means more. My opinion means more than your opinion.
0: I'm not, I'm not trying to crap on people that, that legitimately love movies but it's the people that are the gatekeepers right we, we keep, keep using the word gatekeepers people that you say uh, I, I like this movie and go no uh, uh, that's not right um actually <laughs> like like you use those buzzwords but they can't actually give you a decent opinion back like or or i love to crap on you for liking a movie that they themselves haven't actually seen those are my favorite
1: yeah it's always fun have you seen this movie? Well, no, but I heard.
0: <laughs> no, but Rotten Tomatoes said it was bad. I've heard that a lot. Rotten Tomatoes said it was negative, so therefore it's bad. Or at the same time, people that are like, "Well, Rotten Tomatoes said, it, said it's good, therefore it's probably good." Well, no. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I, 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 I get this kind of. It's probably a topic that's going to probably piss some people off because we probably said some inflammatory things. Probably, but I guess. I guess I want to be clear in that I, I want people to know that movies are for everyone. Love what you love. Watch what you want to watch.
1: You're going to like something it, someone else isn't so just enjoy it and don't give the other even, person crap.
0: Even, even if I don't like it, I'm glad that you found something that, that makes you happy. That's what is all about, right? Exactly. It's about finding stuff that that makes you happy.
1: We want every um, movie to be a um, home unless run. Unless Alex Over the <laughs>
0: In that case, you, you can fuck off with stuff you don't like. Gwen <laughs> Gary, Gwen Ross is a good movie. Fight me! Wrong. Wrong. It's a good play. Kiss my ass. <laughs> but, but that's the big thing, right? Like, especially because you have to realize that I, I, have to, I have to learn sometimes that most people don't give as much of a shit about some of this stuff as I do. Um, there are some that do, which is why we're friends. But other other times, and and, and and I guess film film critics need to learn that too. Which is why it's why award shows are dying. It's why no one's why because no one cares because 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 they, they can't connect to the movies being being shown. There 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 there's no personal connection to the content that's being given to them, and. And I think that's actually a pretty serious issue, which which led to the disastrous decision to try and make the Oscar category of best popular movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if it's not which, good enough to be a best picture, it's not good enough, <laughs> which is them missing the point of what. people Right. Want.
2: It's the other thing that people don't realize, like people have kind of started to act like the oscars is supposed to be for them when it's not it's televised so that you can watch it if you want but it's supposed to be the industry awarding certain films it used to not be shown at all (laughs) like it was it's not designed to be for the audience
0: (laughs) yeah it's not the mtv movie awards
2: yeah if you want if you want the most popular movie go to the mtv movie awards there you there
0: (laughs) And, and and not all Oscar films. I, I mean, Oscars are a great one to look back and see how perceptions have changed. Holy crap! <laughs>
2: yeah, man. Well, it's not well, like this one over this because again, they like we've talked about with critics not always judging them by their merits. Uh, you know, that happens with the Oscars too. Some movies, you know, oh, this director is unpopular at this time so this isn't going to win. That's why Citizen Kane didn't win. It's why Adam Sandler
0: didn't, didn't get nominated for Uncut yep. Jams. That's exactly why. It's, why. it's why Disney wins animated feature every year almost. Yeah. It's why, it's why Lego Movie didn't even get nominated. Except for Song for some stupid reason.
1: Yeah, that was the biggest shocker.
0: And then the one that should have won, which is, which is, that, that 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 year, which was *How Dragon 2*, still lost
1: <laughs> to uh, *Big Hero 6*.
0: Yep, it's because the Oscars don't care about animation. No, much like most people. But even in some of the, some of the live action ones, I mean. Bohemian Rhapsody getting as far as it did, losing to Green Book, which which no one liked. <laughs>
1: well, fricking Bohemian Rhapsody winning Best Editing, good that god! One of the worst edited. films Again, I've here seen. we go. Another thing with the Queen, Queen song. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's cut! A, cut! It,
0: cut! Cut! Cut!
1: Cut! It's edited to the song, so because it's a good song, it made it was good. It was edited very well, but the rest of the movie that was edited together was shit.
0: <laughs> that's a movie. If you want to talk about people with with opinions, that one, that one irked me because I saw many many people were like, "Well, I like Queen music, so I like the movie." It's like, well, I mean, basically, what's it, like it sound it sound like that you couldn't like Queen music and like the movie at the same time?
1: Well, it was essentially them saying is like, "Oh, I went and listened to the, I was giving it a music review rather than a movie review." Is oh, the music was really good. <laughs> well, it's like I've heard a lot of. Like, I've tried to ask this question because I've met, I've, I like Rocket Man a lot more than I liked Bohemian it's Rhapsody. So but the more people you ask, the more people are like, oh, I like Bohemian Rhapsody better. And it's like, okay. You mean the people who didn't see Rocket Man?
0: <laughs> well, Rocket Man, Rocket Man's a little different. Rocket Man is like a straight up musical, but it works better because it's a straight up musical, in my opinion. It actually has some imagination to it. Mm-hmm. Unlike Bohemian Rhapsody, which is just and and I, I, I do like Robbie Malik. I love Mr. R- Robot, but his performance was not performance in my opinion. It was an impression, mm-hmm. much like most of the movie was them just recreating stuff that already existed. Like the whole, I would say about how amazing it was that they recreated Live Aid or Live Aid. Which is like, yeah, it's impressive, but literally anyone can do that.
1: Give that's, us a thousand dollars, we could recreate something.
0: Yeah, it's a college. That's a college assignment. Every college cinematography course is recreate shots from movies that already exist. It's not creative. It's not you know ingenious. I mean, Rocketman, Man. You using the music the way it did, I think, it, it made the film more thematic.
1: It added to it.
0: Yeah and 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 think as much oscar love at all i, I mean I, I think the oscars know they're dying i mean the golden globes jeez the ratings this year were a disaster I and mean, holy crap
2: yeah i think the, the golden globes could be, i really don't think the oscars will die because people still talk about them and care about them even the people who say they don't care care so that they can say they don't care join
0: join this join join this for our next episode which will probably be our oscar
2: episode <laughs> yeah, we gotta get working on those
0: yeah, because I really, cause I think they're like next next weekend, which will be interesting.
2: Oh, we know it's winning, so.
0: Oh yeah, we know. <laughs> but, but we'll get into that on the on our official Oscar episode of Idiot Plot Special Oscar Special, where we talk be-
2: about some of the really good ones, and then the we rant about a couple of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a good year, though. It
0: was really good, 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 good year. Actually, we when actually you can- got finally see the movies <laughs> yeah we got good, good critical reception like so yeah in conclusion actually oh, read what actually. critics say that's my advice to people but also don't put too much stock in what they say like a movie also find that's a critic
1: good. that has similar opinions to you and see what they have to say and then you can judge it mm-hmm. from there
0: yeah think critically have some see huh? that's my advice but just have a good time watching movies and I guess that will probably conclude our episode. We've been talking for a long time, but I think I think we had some good discussion. But we we, 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 we can finally let it go and stop yelling about Ghostbusters <laughs> and move on. So yeah, if you like what we talked about, um, if you didn't, comment on our YouTube channel, comment on the YouTube video for this. We'd love to hear what you think about, about our thoughts on reviews. What, what are your thoughts on reviews? Please let us know. Don't forget to like, like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Smash that like button. Don't forget to ring the little bell. But also you can like and subscribe to us on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcast. We're also on Facebook. Like us there if you want to keep to keep in touch with, with all, all, all of our happenings. Um, but yeah, for Alex Dotton, I'm David Yanish. This has been another episode of Idiot Plot. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you next time.